live from the inside of a 2003 Toyota Corolla. It is table for one dumb boy. Today's guest is Narado Moore. What up? What is up? <laughs> We're en route to Nashville to do a show. I uh, figured, hey, what the hell? We'll just record an episode of just me and you talking about The Sopranos. I'm just fucking kidding. Don't don't turn it off. I'm kidding. Not doing that. Well, yeah, you know, I kind of wish we started recording earlier. We, oh my god, <laughs> this thing. <laughs> Explain what's happening right now. Um, it appears you are blowing into a DUI monitor. That uh, <laughs> somehow that's safer than me just driving drunk. <laughs> Is that what that is? Is that yeah. a breathalyzer? Yeah, I, this thing randomly, when I'm driving, it makes me breathe into it to make sure I've not been drinking while driving. But the thing is, though, like mouthwash will set this thing off. So, so what you have if to I walk I, around with the stank breath? <laughs> well, I mean, I carry mouthwash with me for that reason, and uh, but now I can't do it till I get to my destination. <laughs> so, like, I, I'm in the parking lot at work washing my mouth out with mouthwash and spitting in the parking lot. Is this court mandated? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's definitely not by choice. <laughs> I would be drunk right now driving if I didn't have this thing, probably. Definitely not having fun tonight. Like when, <laughs> when they started beeping like that, like, I thought it was the fucking, um, I thought something was wrong with the car or the Zoom recorder. Yeah, because I mean... I didn't know it was a uh, randomized drug test. Yeah, I didn't even explain I had this on my car. Because uh, you, all you saw was me throw the mic down and go like, oh shit, like this car's about to fucking explode or something. <laughs> um, but yeah. I don't know, it's going to be kind of hard not to talk about The Sopranos now that we already did. The Sopranos I swear to God. is overrated. Yeah, you don't like it. You're not, a, you're not a fan of it, and you make good points about it. Now, there was one thing you talked about that I agree with, and the whole rape story arc with Dr. Melfi seems pretty fucking unnecessary. It was wholly unnecessary. Like, like they made it seem like, okay, this is a situation that is going to push her and Tony closer together. Like, she's going to finally give in to his, his business, his lifestyle, and say, hey, I need you to f- take this guy beat the shit out of him then drown him and then rape him for me and instead she lies about what happened which I mean it makes sense it's very traumatic yeah but the story it just goes away like she she says I got into a car wreck he doesn't believe her and then they just move the fuck on it's just like that's that's the end of it like why did you make that woman get raped if you were gonna use it for anything also yeah he doesn't ever find out about it i don't think ever yeah it's it seemed pretty pointless it just seemed like they wanted to show a gritty rape scene because that's a pretty brutal fucking rape scene you know it was horrible like Um, i don't even remember that guy going to prison no he doesn't get caught because she goes to that place she goes to court or something yeah, she goes to that place where he works. Like, she just happens to be eating somewhere where he's the employee of the month and sees, like, the picture of him in the hat that he's wearing. And that, that's what said, all right, she's going to get Tony to kill this guy. And yeah, nope. she knows where he works and everything. That that was pretty dumb. There's some a lot of unnecessary fat on that show. It's just the stuff that's good is really good to me. There's not a lot of good 
uh, mafia shit. Like you just saw Gotti. I'm jealous of that. I wish I had seen that already. That's but one of the worst. I've heard it's comedically bad. Like mafia with Jay Moore. Jay is, Moore's in it is better than oh than you're talking about the mafia movie the, that the, ma- that naked gun mafia style yeah movie. that Jim Abraham's Zucker Brothers <laughs> like, one that movie is better well, yeah mafia is great <laughs> I love that movie but yeah John Gotti though that Gotti movie with John Travolta I heard and I don't know if this is true because I hadn't seen it I heard the opening it's him standing um, and looking at New York and just going like. New York, best city in the fucking world. Yeah, like it is. Like that's how it opens. Like, he's staring into the camera, Jesus and he's got God. the Brooklyn Bridge as his backdrop, and he's just like telling his story from beyond the grave or something. It's uh, weird. John Travolta plays John Gotti at all the different stages of his life. That sucks because um, I, I mean, the biggest I, problem with that is that you know he's wearing weird old man makeup. Which is, that's fine. It makes sense. He looks but he's weird playing anyway. John Gotti when he first makes his bones, and he's like 33, but John Travolta's Old. like 60 in real life. That's so hilarious. You can't just dye his hair black and be like, all right, he's 33. Like, Here's another thing I heard about it that's really funny is that it's set in New York, really not set anywhere else, and it keeps establishing that it's in New York by saying New York City. It won't it, stop. It does it constantly. It's like, yeah. It's in New York. Like, there's not anywhere. Yeah, I know who John Gotti is. Yeah, he's from New York. (laughs) The whole Gambino crime syndicate Like, who the fuck knows about the mafia but doesn't know that that 95% of all mafia stories take place in New York? Yeah, I don't, like, and the others are, like, 30 minutes away in New Jersey. John Gotti. Where is this? Yeah, I've never. Uh, this kinda, must I kind of remember that name, Jock. But was he from Oklahoma it's City? It's Oklahoma right? City or like Nebraska or something. Um, some fucking flyover state mafia. Man, that'd be a great movie. Like a flyover state fucking like crime syndicate family. This is about like the uh, the Idaho job. Yeah, and they're all like clearly fucking Italian too. Like they're in Idaho. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just a poor country boy, you know? <laughs> All right. But the, yeah. the, the story of, of a man who came over to Ellis Island in 1921. Yeah, Ellis and Island, Idaho. And then okay. caught a bus and kept it heading west. <laughs> or no, it's like Ellis Island, just a very, very lesser known Ellis Island that's in the middle of fucking Nebraska. Yeah, this sucks, though. Like, I was holding out for a good John Gotti movie. I mean, I guess by now it's just... I mean, the one with Armand, Armand Asante is great. It's good? Okay. I need to check that. John Gotti. It's from, like, 96. Yeah, I remember seeing, you know, that that was a thing, and I just wasn't sure about it, but... Yeah. This I mean, John Gotti movie, it was, it was directed by Kevin Connolly of uh, Entourage fame. There you. There's first mistake. Don't let him direct anything. I, I know him from uh, the, the Greg the Bunny days. Greg the Bunny is something I never, unfortunately, never got into. Is it any good? That era. Is that that was that's the one he was all right. He wasn't on. Was it unhappily ever after? Okay, I don't remember either. But I mean, they're both from the same era and time and station. Man, like, that was Kevin Connolly was like his directing choices were very like there's there's not supposed to be rap music in a in a movie by John Gotti. There's like Fifty Cent playing and shit. And <laughs> it's like, like it's like they use like six different rap songs. Now one of the cool uh, choices he made was that 
whenever something happens in the movie and instead of like shooting their own like news coverage they use actual news footage i heard there's like i heard they did overkill kind of on that like it is because it's uh it's 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 kind of cool when it first happens but then they keep doing it and it's kind of weird yeah i heard that this is you know i kind of wish i i'd seen it too but i've i've been kind of worshiping like lately and like studying it and not even seen it yet i know way more about a movie that i haven't seen yet than anybody should but i heard like there's parts where they could just reenact it as a movie should and they just use the news story and don't go into it in the movie really the movies uh it's not it's not a good it's not a good movie about john Gotti. like not just it's not a good movie just in terms of the technicals of movies but it's it's a very unnecessary John Gotti movie. It's Because you think with a name like John Travolta and what the shit they seem to like put behind it, mm-hmm. that it was going to be good, but it wasn't. It was it was kind of like um, Ali starring Will Smith. Yeah, like I didn't like that movie because it was kind of it was unnecessary. Like Focus. they had an opportunity to do so much, and at, at the end of the movie, the only thing I, I knew about Muhammad Ali that I didn't know going in was how he met his wives. And that his manager was there when Martin Luther King got shot. Like, they didn't teach you anything about yeah, Muhammad Ali. That and that's would. what the Gotti movies like. They don't teach you shit. Yeah, they're using And they don't go into know. details about anything interesting. Yeah, th- you know, that's the thing with biopics. Honestly, for the most part, they're pretty bad, usually. Like, uh, I mean, you don't hear much. Like, now I think it's kind of well known knowledge that, like, if there's going to be a music biopic, it's going to be bad. Like, has anybody have you heard anybody talk about the Andre three thousand Jimi Hendrix biopic? No, but I think that's because like it it went from like a major studio movie and being an actual biopic to like only depicting like a certain number of years, ah. and, uh, and then it went like independent straight to DVD type. Yeah, shit. that that disappointed me because I was like, man, that's first of all really good casting. Choice. It was. It seemed like it was going to be great, but yeah, they just started. That's what happens with. That's what blows a lot of biopics is that they start changing shit. Yeah, and they only you know like cover shit you already know. It's like well known stuff about that. And it's, it's like, very stupid. It's not interesting anymore. It's like I'd rather just read about this than see somebody act it out. Like is they like they act like Ray doesn't exist. Yeah, like that. That's the blueprint for biopics. Yes, and I actually watched <laughs> Ray recently, and it holds up. That's it's so I'm, fucking. It, it shows you so much shit. It was yeah. it was a perfect, but it's yeah, a I learned a lot about. I learned a lot about. Uh, I know he said Ray Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking biopic I want to see. Do you uh, have you seen the the Ray Stevens biopic star Jamie Foxx? Oh man, and Jamie Foxx as Ray Stevens, <laughs> and you know the the poster has to be the blue background with him fucking. Uh, you know the comedian Andrew Polk. Yeah, he uh, he dressed up as Ray Stevens the, the Ray Stevens VHS box art <laughs> and it was a good costume and Ray Stevens saw it on Twitter and mailed him a bunch of like swag <laughs> and was like hey I'm glad to see there's still some fans of that out there and, uh, cool as shit. yeah Ray Stevens solid dude I'm positive he's a Trump guy though and I, <laughs> I think he's an Islamophobe too actually so uh, he's got a lot of uh a lot you of know. demons. He's got a lot of yeah he's got a lot of opinions <laughs> uh, I don't know why it's like why let that leak into your fucking the thing people know you for just make songs about fucking you know the like squirrels and running around fucking naked well i think that's just what happens when once you fall off you've gotta 
you get desperate enough. Uh, you yeah. not only do you get desperate enough to to be controversial, but when you've fallen off, all you've got is more time to be into the shit you're actually into because oh, you're not true. That's you're not working as much. So now all your racism, Islamophobia, and all this type it's shit out there. It's now just a huge part of your daily life. So you yeah. can't help but go back into the studio. Like, fuck it, nobody wants to hear my songs anymore. Well, goddamn it, I know who will listen. Other Islamophobes. Yeah, and there's a there's a market for that. Sadly, um, we're driving through it now. Currently, <laughs> um, but yet it's it's crazy. You surround yourself. Uh, like with people like that too, uh, you realize how like how much of a market there is for that, and like you kind of like I don't know, it's hard to explain. Like like when I lived out here where we're at now, we're like in this little shit driving through this little shithole town in Alabama right now, and uh, like when I lived out here, that's really I mean all that anybody like knows is like what everybody else's opinion is out here. They don't like look into like other opinions, you know. So like. I don't know. Like that's kind of, kind of sympathize with some people that clearly are very stupid and don't have real opinions. <laughs> so they just kind of side with, I guess, Trump supporters and stuff. They're no, just no, not. Don't, don't sympathize with those. Well, you know what I mean. I don't. I guess sympathize <laughs> in the word, but I mean I understand uh, where they're coming from because they're that's all they're fucking around. They don't hear any like different opinions about anything. So they're just uh, forever. They're just stupid, really. Like, that's on them. It's really just on them now that I think about it. Well, I mean, that's just, listen, that's... And the, the, the way communication works these days, it's like now you can... Once you're, like, famous or whatever, once you're in the entertainment business and shit turns into how you can make money off your name, you just go where the money is. Like, I guarantee you that... The Ray Stevens approach is what's about to happen to Roseanne Barr. Yeah, she's, like, about, she's about to. She's lost the show. She's gonna lose, you know, book shows at, to certain crowds in certain places. You better believe a uh, Midwestern Southern tour is coming up for yeah, Roseanne. She, she's she's doing fucking that is going to sell out. <laughs> she's doing Crackers Comedy Club real fucking soon. Go bananas. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> nothing. I don't even. Those are actual clubs. I think nothing against them. I just the dumb name. <laughs> the names are dumb. I mean, well, yeah, I don't she's care. She's coming. She's she's going on one of those lesser known uh, racist music tours. Yeah, she uh, she's apparently releasing because she was gonna go in twenty twenty or some show like that. She's like, no, I looked into it and it wasn't safe. It's like, well, it's not safe if you're. Uh, you know, not being honest. Shit. If you're being, if you're lying about not being a racist, which I mean, you clearly are. Uh, you have some shit to hide. I mean, so she's released. She's apparently going to release a explanation video, and hadn't heard about it yet. I haven't seen it yet. She she announced that like two weeks ago. Oh well, she I'm was curious just to on see Fox it. News like day before yesterday. Really, that might have been supposed to be making an apology, and then she just started being racist again. So. Oh, she's like, yeah, oh yeah, I can do that on here. Yeah, <laughs> this so, is the station you know, that sides with me on so that. Just fuck Roseanne, and who cares? Yeah, I was. Decided uh, to just let her go. I was getting real tired of uh, hearing about people. Uh, I don't know, I guess trying to defend her because they like her show, and it's like, well, I mean, I do too, but <laughs> it's, 
that's a whole different thing. I like the show because of the other people involved on it. Like, not... It has nothing to do with her personal fucking beliefs. <laughs> I don't know why you you would, like, associate the two. Like, this is a work of fiction, and then this lady outside of it. I can separate... Like, I like Woody Allen, you know? I like his m- movies uh, for the most part. But, like, I mean, he's a despicable, disgusting piece of shit, though. Like... I don't know. Like, I, I don't have a problem separating that. Now, Louis C. Have you seen Louis C.K.'s movie by chance? The I, I, I love didn't you. Didn't want to see it. You got to. It's it's uh, it's it's like absolutely uh, not. It's like a gaudy watch, though. You know, no, it's, it's uh, not. It's about some some creepy shit. I don't. Y- it's see very eye opening. It does seem like uh, he's gaslighting people with it. Is all it is. Like he because uh, it's not a positive trait. No, it's not. That's not at all what the movie is. It's just fascinating. It's a bad movie. It's very bad. There's a scene where he, um, his daughter has her friend over. His daughter's like 17, and uh, her friend's just like, oh, I love older guys. Uh, she's like, just something about that gets my pussy wet. And he just like looks at her, and they like have a moment where they're looking at each other, and she's like, oh my God, don't fucking, don't touch me. And it's like, what is this? Like, why did you put that why did you write this <laughs> like is this a is this did you write this to like clear your name and it just didn't work because it just it's more incriminating than it's anything just, it's just it's just a confessional man like it that's really just what it's very that's just what people like that do like there's like they're like serial killers mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like the people who you know it's like serial killers want to be caught yeah and it's because they want the they like the notoriety. Yeah. That's why they bother the police. That's why it's always baffling. Like, like yeah, whenever you hear stories about people who escape police forever, you see it's because, like, that guy didn't want any fucking fame. Yeah. He didn't want to be known as the ace of fucking hearts killer or the shit. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, they catch him. 30 now years it, later and they're like they know you know this this guy is actually responsible for 63 murders over the past 40 years and it's like how does he get away with it? it's like well he just kind of he stalks and kills people and he goes on about his fucking business that's yeah, how he doesn't like, make it uh, it's like, like there's nothing he's not going sending on. letters and fucking pieces of t-shirts to the newspaper like oh you'll never catch me yeah <laughs> well I think we're for sure going to now this has your DNA all over it yeah and like that's that's how those people go and like with things like with what happened to Louis C.K. it's just like there's a rush to it for people like that for what they get away with but the problem with getting away with things is that the only way to get away with something is to experience the rush of knowing you got away with something is to put yourself in a situation to where you can be caught yeah that, that I think that's a lot to do with why he was you know, like so he makes a movie like this, you know, and it's just like that's how. So like it's like you know how much I get away with being a creep. I've got to make a movie about being a fucking creep. Yeah, that, and like nobody's gonna look at me like a creep. They're gonna look at me like I'm some sort of deep thinking artist. And it's yeah. just like that movie just happened to be getting ready to come out, and with the time when everybody's like, this guy's a fucking creep, and it you see we haven't heard from him since. Right. He um. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird, like, seeing people already posting articles like, yeah, I think his comeback's going to be this way. It's like, why are you even talking about this right now? It's like, I don't 
I don't know if that's like what you should be talking There's no about. Combat. It yeah, it's like I just I this is that's who he is forever now. Like it's if you if he's gonna listen the way the way our society has taken a stance on to- toxic masculinity and and rape, sexual assault, bullying, things like that. Yeah, he's not coming back. There's no comeback from these things until there's a change in the tone of society. Like, yeah, you were able to get away with that because people didn't care. And but re- now people care, so mm-hmm. you can't make a comeback in that situation. No. It doesn't even matter if it's like something that's not that egregious, really. Just something, you know, like... It's just people just aren't. You're not. There's too many people that aren't gonna fucking stand for that shit to where it's like it's gonna drown out whatever comeback you might have. Oh, the shit he was doing is extremely. Oh no, his shit was awful. (laughs) And it's just like, yeah, you can't come back from that because there aren't too many cases where people attending to the victims now. Yeah. So there's no there's no coming back because nobody gives a fuck about you changing. When you've destroyed you've already, somebody's life, there's already yeah, there's already like three people whose lives are involved. I mean that's that sucks for them too because that's forever who that one lady that uh, gave her name is now like, and she can't you know to most people she's always going to be the lady Louis C.K. jerked off in front of, and that sucks because I mean imagine you know you're a comedian and you it's already hard enough to get fucking recognition and. Now you had that attached to your name. It's pretty much over for you as far as getting your own, like being known for your own like artistic merits. Yeah, it's 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 really that that one's that sucks, dude. You want to make a comeback under those circumstances? The only thing you could do is prove that those things are false. Yeah, and that's it. That's all you got. There is no mm -hmm. I've changed. It's the reason that Charles Manson was never granted parole. You know what I'm saying? There's just some shit you do. And some things that show a personality trait or disorder of yours, that there's no fucking coming back. It's it's the same, you know. It's just like it's, there's no amount of time a pedophile can spend in prison for somebody to take him off the sex offender list. Yeah, that that'll and never let him yeah. open a daycare. That's you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like about to get, there's no coming back. That's from that absolutely shit. fucking. That's so, a good analogy for that. It's like, just like Louis. If Louis C.K. he did these things to those women. Nobody gives a fuck about what classes he took or how much he's changed. Yeah. He's been relegated to the back channels of comedy now, and that's just fucking that. That's one of the ones that uh, that was upsetting to hear because, like, I had heard murmurs about it before from like comics and stuff that had heard about it, and uh, it, it I believed it. You know, like his whole fucking thing, his whole stand-up act is mostly about his sexual hangups. And it's like, yeah, when you hear something about that with him, it's like, yeah, whether he even comes forward about it or not, that's I, I'm siding with the fucking five or six people that have said this about him. It's just pretty indisputable, honestly. And I don't know. It's just gross, man. I don't, I don't care if that's kind of like... If that's your thing and people are, like, willing to let you do that, go for it. I've jerked off in front of women before. Um, just, yeah, like, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> Now y'all know that about me. Um, <laughs> trust me, that's not the worst thing I've said. It's very mild. I don't know, like, yeah. <laughs> it's, this this podcast has been just twenty episodes of me having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> it's gonna, yeah, it gets weirder the more we do it. 
That's fun. It's fun though. This it's is fun. The, I love this. I love, this is my best, my favorite thing I've done. Like it's cathartic. It takes. I mean, it, it's. I make it sound like it's harder than it is. It, it's a little stressful doing it by myself, just because uh, audio bullshit. But I, I mean, it's simple. It takes very little effort, and people like it. And uh, then it has. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's damaged potential relationships. (laughs) Um, I guarantee you it's a small part of why my ex broke up with me. Uh, It's affected jobs. Um, But so if anybody says I don't suffer for my art, then you're out of your fucking mind. You have no idea. (laughs) This year started out like the best year of my life, and it's slowly becoming the worst. (laughs) And it's all because of this. I mean, all because of the podcast. It's a gift and a curse, honestly. I can't complain. You know, you get to, like, you're nearly 30, like, uh, or I am. Uh, you get callous to shit like that, and you can let it roll <laughs> off of you easier. Yeah. <laughs> it's all ultimately worth it. Well, good, man. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you, uh, I hope it's worth it. I hope it's worth it to you, and, um, you know, hey, use it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to at this point. <laughs> if you you know you gotta go all in, you gotta put your cards out there or yeah. whatever the fucking say. That's real. <laughs> yeah, you have to, man. Like that's you know when the going gets stuff, the early bird gets the worm. Right, man. It's like if you ain't gonna talk about like shit you're into like sexually, uh, then somebody else is, and they're gonna <laughs> be way more interesting. People are gonna want to listen to them talk more. That's right. I know you're you're not shy about that shit at all. No, no, yeah. I'm not. Uh, I think it's a good thing. I think I think people should be more open about it. It's not as big a deal as some people think it is. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just it's just weird when you watch the when you think about the the evolution of the sex talk. Like, like I remember being 14 and how Santa guy jacks off was that was an insult of the highest order. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. <laughs> Somebody was like, I heard you jack off. You'd be like, no, I don't. What the fuck are you talking about? Right. Like, don't you ever say no shit. Like, I remember yeah. that it was also like that with eating pussy when yeah. I was in high school. You know what I'm saying? Like, 14, 15, now somebody's we're... like, even if it was a girl, you know, she's like, I heard you eat pussy. They're like, bitch, I'll kill you if you ever say some right. shit like that about me again. Now, then, every, now we're eating ass. And, and then you talking. turn like 19, mm-hmm. like you get to college, and it's just like, you're telling the world, like, yeah, I love jacking off. I jack off all the time. Right. Um, Everybody I'm about does. to go jack off right now. I love eating pussy. It's, yeah. Like, you, it's, it's just weird to... To not do it. To it's, not it's, do it's it. It's just weird to think back because, yeah, like, I talk about jacking off. I talk about eating pussy. But I remember, man, I remember being 15 and, like... It used to be embarrassing. It could people. ruin your life for yeah, people to, like, spread around that you eat pussy and you jack... Like, even... It is. That's that's also something interesting about watching the sec, uh, the second sexual revolution for for women, mm-hmm. because even women were used as an insult. Like I heard you eat pussy. Like that's disgusting. Like it's weird to think back that like a man jacking off and a man eating pussy. Two things. Were two were- of the worst things that he could do, even in a woman's eyes. And like now, if you tell a woman you don't eat pussy, she'll never call you again. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because, uh, I mean, you know, if it weren't so like inappropriate for a Tinder profile, that would just be all it says is that I eat pussy, hit the fucking DMs. Because uh, I do. like, uh, And it's just, it's kind of like, 
I don't know. It depends on my mood if I'm going to, you know, give an A-plus performance fucking. But, uh, I mean, I'm always, you know, warming. <laughs> starting off with the uh, the pussy eating. It depends on your mood? It depends on my mood if I'm going to be an A-plus performance. You know, sometimes I'm just, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I'm not giving my, my full... You know, it's like stand-up. It's like, you know, it's like sometimes uh, it's the open mics of fucking. I'm just kind of like, I'm not really giving my, my A material tonight. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to go down on you first because you're about to get up, you know, a C-minus kind of <laughs> deal going, you know. That, that, that like, it helps so you've got So you've been giving that open mic dick... <laughs> Not to, all the time. some of the ladies. Not all the time, but recently, I mean, honestly, honestly, God, I'll say it here. Recently, I've had some of the best sex in my fucking life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't know. It comes in waves for me at this age. Um, sometimes I'm just like, I don't... Like, the first this year, I did not really give a fuck about even fucking. I wasn't uh, even trying to get laid. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm fine with that. I don't really care. Uh, now I'm like back my sex drives like i'm 12 years old again almost and it's, it's <laughs> kind of bothering me because like you know it's just too much i got i gotta not think about it but not from it doesn't bother me because like i feel like i'm gonna act out or anything that's not really a problem it's just uh, i think about it more than i was thinking about it like to a fault almost like it's on my mind pretty <laughs> often well, it's too bad they shut Backpage down, man. You could be handling that. With no <laughs> you know that that shit's just a little too. Um, <laughs> that's too like treading on getting arrested territory for me. I just thought it was weird that pussy was going for forty five dollars. Like <sighs> it's not a good deal. I mean, that's a good deal, like, but it's not a good. You're not getting like you get what you pay for. It's a gift and a curse. Yeah, because I can't imagine like the quality like mm-hmm. of some pussy that costs the same as some classic Reeboks from Shoe Carnival. Right, and like forty five dollars. Yeah, and forty five dollars, you know, and you're like sucking fuck me like that's whoever you are too. Like that's that's the, that's the kicker. <laughs> that's the kicker because uh, uh, I have enough confidence to say I'm better looking than a lot of guys that would pay for sex. <laughs> and um, I mean. If you're open to $45 for any fucking body, you're, you got to think about how ugly some motherfuckers are that you're going to be fucking, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's very puzzling. Like, yeah, like, I mean, I support uh, in all 50 states plus all U.S. territories. Honestly, just worldwide. Uh, prostitution. Absolutely. I don't, it would solve a lot of problems. And I mean, I don't even care about the problems it solves. I just don't think the government should be telling people what they can do with their bodies in that, I don't think in so that, in that situation. Like, it's, it's really nobody's fucking business. It's absolutely nobody's business that if you want to tell somebody, hey, give me a hundred bucks, I'll suck your dick. Why? Why? Why should? Why can the government say you can't do like you can do that for literally anything else? You know, besides illegal drugs. Like that's just. I just don't. I don't like that. Like I I don't either. You you should keep your morals of other people's bodies in no sense. That's just what. What the fuck do they care? You know, it's just that. It's just that good old fashioned puritanical bullshit. It is. It's and I don't I don't like that, but it would forty five dollars is uh that's a hell that's of a, a that's a very low estimate. I mean I understand that you know it's local, it's independent, 
it's it's gonna be cheaper yeah. but like that is just weird for basically for craigslist essentially mm-hmm. just the craigslist of sex was back page right and uh i think that's dangerous because it's kind of easy to come up with 45 dollars yeah for a blow a good you know you better be fucking good though like you can charge 45 bucks but at least it should be the people you know and trust you know a $45, you're, you're throwing that down the pisser for a blowjob. Because, like, the internet is huge. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's, it's global. It's, uh, it's the worldwide web for a reason. And you can't just throw your pussy out for $45 to the fucking to globe. To any you know fucking what I'm that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like 45 for... You got to think about how many motherfuckers are horny out there at 3 a.m. Like, like you can get prepaid internet service. Mm-hmm. So... Anybody can go to Backpage and see that. Like, yeah, I got 45 bucks. It's I've also got STDs nobody's ever heard of and a murderer streak. And <laughs> you don't have any fucking screening. You're just like, hey, text this number and I'll meet you where you tell me to meet you. Like, that's... We gotta, we gotta make some T-shirts that say this should be like <laughs> armor, like you know, me and you have uh, 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 merch that just says uh, "Free my boy Backpage," <laughs> and it's just like uh, you know, pr- uh, jail bars on the back of it. So, that'd be <laughs> jail, like a jail cell with uh, an anthropomorphized forty-five dollars yeah. inside. <laughs> of it. it says forty-five dollars uh, to bust a nut. <laughs> I had, uh, <laughs> man, I don't even want to tell this story on here. Fuck. <laughs> can we take a smoke break? We can, yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a smoke break real quick. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that was a good cigarette, though. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Real good. Real good cigarette. Man, I'm back with a vengeance. I'm like a pack a day again. I, I had quit completely and was vaping like a douchebag. But, yeah, that shit just... I fucked the vape up or I'd still be doing it. I poured the fucking juice in the wrong hole and it fucked the whole thing classic. up. Classic. It was a gift. Fuck Oops, it. wrong hole. Yeah, you know, that's a classic fucking mistake. Classic mistake I have every time I fuck anybody. <laughs> But yeah, man, it's a long drive. We're not even nearly there. <laughs> Nashville, though, I'm a fan. Great town. Taking you back up here for you to crash. Love it. I mean, they, for real though, they do have the best shows. Like every show I do here, it's just everybody comes out and is like there for to fucking laugh. Like they're there to have a good time. There's nobody there like. I don't know, some crowds in other places, like, it seems like they're out of spite almost sometimes. <laughs> like, do you did you come here to, like, <laughs> shit on this? Like, why are you paying a cover to, like, not enjoy yourself? Yeah, it's very, um, it's very weird, the, uh, the pressure that a lot of people put on comedians where, and you don't really see that in, in any other business. I think that's because... Comedy is one of the few forms of entertainment that you go to see strangers. Yeah. And so you don't already know you love them. You don't have any expectations. You're not there to hear anything specifically. So there's so much pressure from some people who don't come because they love comedy. They're there like, you know, I'm in a bad mood. I need to laugh. 
hey, I don't know you. You need to win but me you over. You need to make me fucking laugh. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you should just stay home. Like you, you come out like, if you're prepared to laugh. Don't come if you need to laugh, but you're not prepared. Yeah, you seem like you're going through some shit in this. <laughs> and I, I, me talking about people that sent dick pics isn't gonna help. <laughs> right. It seems like you might <laughs> might like, be you what got distract you. Distract yourself at home with your favorite movie. Go watch Anchorman. Watch something you know will make you watch laugh. Watch a classic that's Don't guaranteed. Come see my ass. Like, hey, stranger, give me your best shot. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing this thing lately where, you know, it was mostly when I went through a breakup and, like, I would go on stage. I was, you know, a little depressed about it at first, and then I'd go on stage. And it's been sticking because, like, the crowd, the crowds I've been doing it to have gone with it, and, you know, they, they know it's a joke and they have fun with it. But uh, I'll find, like, somebody that looks like a couple. I'm like, hey, are y'all dating? It's not even really a joke. I'm just like, that's going to end, and here's why. is like, y'all really into each other right now, and that that's for sure going to be over in a couple of weeks because, I don't know, something about, like, the times we live in now. Like, people just, I guess, get uninterested a lot more quicker because of, they have ADHD or something, and they're always on their phones, and, like, they just get distracted by other things. And I guess they relate to that. Maybe, maybe me bringing that up to them is funny to them because they know it's true. But uh, I gotta quit doing that when I open my setup. That's what I'm getting at. For sure, not doing that tonight. Yeah. I can't wait. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun show. At the old Twin Kegs, the Deuce. Yeah, t- where, where's the original? Is there an original? I have no idea. That's an interesting name. It's Twin Kegs <laughs> 2, the sequel. <laughs> Which. Yeah, I can't remember if I've ever been to Twin Kegs 1 or not. At yeah, all. I don't If it even exists. Uh, <laughs> sequels, though, is, uh, you know, hit or miss. What do you think? You like the John Wick movies? You know what? I really like the first one. Mm-hmm. I thought the second one was unnecessary. Yeah, I thought I, John Wick was would have been a good standalone movie because it wasn't a universe. It mm-hmm. was one story. Like it starts with the fucking retired hitman. Yeah, and now you're making sequels. Now you've got to build this hitman now world hit that man. didn't exist. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> that's my thing. People think the second one's superior to the first. I'm like, no, this first one's like just a really good movie, and the second one seems kind of. Like it's a money grab. Yeah, like Sicario Two. Why did y'all need another Sicario? The first one's a good standalone, perfect. I heard it was. I still haven't watched that. I've been meaning to because I want to watch this second one. I just started watching the Sharknado movies. Yeah, I seen that. Holy shit, I am in love. You didn't like the. Uh, you didn't like the fourth one. I didn't like the fourth one. It it was. It was too much. Well, is it Kurt Angle in one of those? He's in the second one. No, he's in the third one. Oh, word. Okay, I was about to say, it can't be the fourth one because you said it's not good. He's in, the, <laughs> he's in the third one. Yeah, Kurt Angle, man. He's not doing that anymore. That must have been when he was away from... I think it was from- just a one-shot because, you know, like, the first one was... The first one wasn't as spectacularly over the top because it was, it was just one movie. Yeah. The Sharknado series is one of those things that the sequels are unnecessary and were unplanned, but they're good, though, because the first one was funny. It was bad, but it was just a standalone movie. Yeah. But it took off so much, and, like, it's funny to watch the second one and see, like, the huge leap 
the huge difference. It's like it's like it's like Grand Theft Auto Three and then San Andreas. Like, yeah. The second one, it's got like the first one is just like a low budget film. It's got nothing in it. It has no licensing, no nothing. Uh-huh. And then the second one comes on. They're in New York. They're the Mets are in it. The Today <laughs> Show's in it. Like it's so wild. It's got all these celebrity cameos. They're just making it to make it. But it's <laughs> so good. It's I think that's so why. Funny. I think that's why it's like self-aware. That's hard to do with uh, B movies because like there there was this trend to where B movies were being made and it's like man you got to find that fine line between self-awareness and and not being self-aware because that's originally why B movies were so good to watch because the person that made it didn't know how shitty it is. Yeah. And they know in Sharknado. Yeah, they're like... But they, they make it fun. But yeah. the fourth one... The fourth one was... Um, they, they they went from being self-aware to trying to make... They changed it from the first one. Like, the second and third one were different than the first one, but it was still based around the same things. The fourth one is all about, like, how can we push this to the next level of the outrageousness people expect from Sharknado? And then it starts just going, it goes from a Sharknado to a fourth one. It's a a sandstorm with sharks in it. And then it picks up cows. And then it gets hit by lightning. Then it picks up oil. And then it picks up fire. And it's just like, this is, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, well, this has (laughs) no fucking point to it whatsoever. (laughs) But the second and third one was so fucking great. And the first one was good. My favorite thing about it is that the only thing that's B about the first one, everything's B about it except for Ian Zierig. Ian Zierig, who's the star, is Finn Shepard of uh, 90210 fame. Oh, okay. His, his star dimmed, but his acting skills didn't. Right. So in and the first one, like that. everybody else is a shitty actor. But Ian Zierig's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's the movie that sucks. Yeah, Ian <laughs> Zierig was fantastic. You don't lose that. That 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 adds to it too. Does <laughs> it does. Like, it's because like in all the sequels, everybody else is still a shitty actor, and they're bringing in all these celebrities who are shitty actors. Ian Zierig's performance is still fantastic. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> so What's, major shout out to Ian Zierig. Where's Jason Priestley at, man? Oh God, do we do we actually want to know? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda, like, like I, I mean, I, I, like I understand wondering where Jason Priestley is, but if Ian Zierig's doing this, then he, yeah, and Jason Priestley is not. I don't think we actually want to we, know. It could be a what, very what upsetting. He's up to. What, what's the other guy's name? Luke, Luke something. Uh, Luke, um, God, Luke Perry. Yeah, Luke Perry. Like yeah. I mean, the last time I saw him was fucking uh, Oz. a fucking. <laughs> He was on Oz, wasn't he? Yeah, he was yeah. the preacher. <laughs> but uh, the last time I remember him being like in the zeitgeist was uh, that episode of Family Guy when Meg he was like did the yeah. story on him. He was on something recently. Uh, I want to say something like that is actually good, like on HBO. Not Big Little Oz, but something weird like that. That might be good in this era of the reboot and this era of nostalgia. If we could get a nine zero two one zero like. The adult years, not a show, but just like a movie of like where everybody is right now. That, I'd be I think that. that would be fucking hilarious. Yeah, and it'd be like self-aware too. And yeah, it'd be like, like B movies though, but like I think that would be great. Make it shattered door to everybody. Do that for nine hundred two one zero. Yeah, 
and fucking Melrose Place. Melrose Place, man. <laughs> Heather Locklear, though. Because I think it would just be funny to see all these people who are already like 30 playing teenagers. Uh-huh. Now they're going to be fucking 60 playing 30-year-olds. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. <laughs> Man. <laughs> do you remember the movie Calendar Girl with uh, Jason Priestley? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to the right person for this. <laughs> Nobody remembers that one. I remember when they tried to make him a star. That Yeah, that, that used to come on HBO all the fucking time. That was, that was like always in the block with like, that would come on in the movie Milk Money would come on after it with fucking Ed Harris. That's a solid movie. Milk Money's good. It is. Who who was it you maybe that was talking about it a couple of years ago somebody brought that movie up. God, I don't know. Have you watched it in the past few years? I have not. Okay. I but I have been going back and watching the you know, I actually the the most recent Ed Harris movie I've rewatched was um a man, a history of violence. That's a good one. That's a damn good movie, man. That's uh, David Cronenberg, man. He's yeah. a really, I don't know, he's got a weird catalog of movies. Uh, did you ever see the movie uh, The Brood? Yes. <laughs> movie sucks. <laughs> Cronenberg like does that body horror shit like better than anybody, but that one was a fucking. The Criterion Collection picked that up, and I own a copy of it, and it was disappointing. Videodrome though, that's probably one of my favorites of his. Yeah, he's uh he's a, the body horror master. Yeah. Naked lunch gets slept on, man. He if did. you could get somebody to like if we could pair somebody up with Cronenberg who could actually write something fantastic, I think he could make a modern day horror masterpiece. Yeah, with practical effects and everything. Because we definitely need more practical effects in our lives. Well, you know, Alex Winter of Bill and Ted, you know, he's a really good writer. He wrote the movie Freaked and directed it. Freaked was... I loved Freaked. I would like to see Alex Winter write a movie for David Cronenberg, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> that that sounds interesting. I, I'd be down for that. Yeah, man. He's, he gets... An Alex Winter horror? Alex Winter gets slept on, dude. Like, people just don't realize... You realize how many people that haven't seen Freaked, if they saw it, would be like, man, it's like my favorite movie. Freaked like, is great. It's just such a fuck. If you liked Ren and Stimpy, <laughs> you will love this movie. It's a fucking live action Ren and Stimpy level fucking movie. Uh, which reminds me, sorry to bother you. Have you seen that? Uh, no, and I'm not going to. You're not going? Why are you not going to see it? I don't like things that that are made for black people centered <laughs> around race. Uh, I'll tell you this, man. It doesn't get... It's it's not as much like that as you think it is. It's very cartoonish, and it's it, it's... It doesn't take itself very serious at all. Good. That's not, I don't. I think you would. Li- I think you would like it. I would no, say. Oh, thank you. All right, you're missing out on something. I definitely think I'm you. I'm not like. watching that or Get Out. None of that bullshit. Get Out was good too. I'm not. I understand where you're coming from. I I I, I see how you feel about that shit. But uh, yeah, you're not gonna see the new Jordan Pill movie with uh uh no. Tim Heidecker in it. Us no. Did you see that the uh, A24's putting out a TV show with Tim Heidecker, Fred Armisen, and John C. Riley, where they're uh, the space team that uh, is like prepping to go to the moon in the middle in this little space station in the desert? Like, <laughs> it, it fucking, it looks interesting. A24 puts out nothing but good it shit. It sounds like a <laughs> biodome. Kind of like I'll that. I'll take a sequel to that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Can it's we got... talk about Polly Shore for a second? Absolutely. I... 
I just want the world to know. Jury duty is great. <laughs> your boy is a major weasel fan. Oh, me too, man. I grew up I love Polly loving. Son-in-law is one of the greatest movies ever made. I love Son-in-law so Son-in-law is great. His best movie is Jury Duty. It gets Jury Duty in the Army now. God damn. That movie was a blockbuster like fucking All of it. always scoop that one up. He was he was in fucking class act. Yes. <laughs> like, Man. I, the, the Weasel is one of the greatest actors, one of the greatest comedic actors. All his characters like I love Polly Shore to fucking death. He was big when transphobia was funny to people, apparently, because you remember in Jury Duty when he's the stripper and he's up there stripping, and then this uh, trans transgender person goes up to him and is like, "Let's go back to my place." He's like, "Hey!" It's like, you remember when that was like <laughs> okay to like just shit on people. Yeah, sorry for bringing that up. <laughs> it's a thing that fucking happened. Uh, I didn't miss an exit. Did I? I'm going the no, right that's layer. Huntsville. Okay, I'm just making sure. You don't need to navigate to Nashville. You get on 65 North and you drive until you get to Nashville. Yeah, well, I know, but fuck, I'm fucking retarded, okay? Goddamn. <laughs> Obviously. Because, <laughs> like, you're talking well, about you... alternate routes and shit. That's the only alternate route to Nashville is to get your ass off and go through a whole bunch of other cities in Alabama or Tennessee well, or you know, Mississippi. Google Maps sucks, but sometimes <laughs> but it does give you a good it's route. It's just a to straight go shot. That's like GPS in your way from Birmingham to Atlanta. You just get on fucking 20 East and drive. There are alternate routes. Come on. <laughs> There's ways to avoid traffic. Traffic. You can't avoid highway. There's no traffic on the fucking interstate. <laughs> well, I don't. Like, there is though. Sometimes, like during rush hour, we're gonna hit right at rush hour when we get there. That's your fault. How's that? Because <laughs> I told you to leave before you did. Well, Dorado uh, wanted us to leave at 10 a.m. to <laughs> for a three-hour drive. I, I don't know what there is to do in Nashville for six hours. We'll be good. This show does start early, though. What does... There's, there's plenty to do. I just... I, and it's not about doing things. It's about not having... I don't think... You don't understand how bad the traffic in Nashville... Like, Nashville is huge. And they're doing fucking tr- work on every... All the 16 fucking highways that leads into the city. Rest assured, I'm going to eat my Rush fucking Rush hour starts at like 3 fucking o'clock. Rest assured, I'm going to eat my words. And that's why you don't leave at fucking... You want to leave at 5... And then you want to oh, I didn't know fucking, this. Sh- no, you I want didn't. to leave at like 2 o'clock so we could get to Nashville right at fucking 5 in well, the heart of fucking rush hour. When I wanted to do that, I thought that the show started at like 9. <laughs> Either way, like... When I'm in Birmingham and I have to go to Nashville, I leave Birmingham at like 7 o'clock in the fucking morning. I don't come here much. Maybe I need to. <laughs> Got Chief Waggy, Josh Wagner. We're going we're gonna to hang out with him when we get here. He just texted Wags. me. <laughs> Chief Waggy Wags. He told me one time his, one of his favorite rappers is Chief Keef. <laughs> fucking come on. What's wrong with that? Chief Keef sucks. It's fucking awful. He is not talented. Wagner's hood, man. You he really uh, is. You know, uh, he's so hood he listens to Job for a Cowboy. and like, <laughs> He has terrible taste in some stuff, like, like the metal bands he likes. He likes a lot of that, like 
melodic death metal. And I remember one time when I worked with him on the food truck, we had to take a car separate to uh, meet the food truck, uh, like uh, two hours outside of Los Angeles. And uh, the person we rode with was this younger dude that like listened to like screamo music, and he was just blasting that the whole way. And Wagner was the only other person in the car with me. <laughs> and it was just them talking about, like, yeah, you like a job for a cowboy and uh, fucking, like, all these fucking, like, nymphomaniac and all these other fucking <laughs> goddamn screamo bands. and What the hell is screamo? It's is exactly it, what it, it sounds like. It's emo me- heavy metal? Yeah, basically. Where's all like, of- it's, sc- it's what it is. Screaming emo music? Yeah, and I think I'm, you know... Saying the genre, I'm having to blow in this fucking thing again. The fucking, they, I didn't know how serious DUIs were they until not, I saw that. They don't fuck around. That dude. motherfucking thing beeps every ten minutes when you're in the car. They do not <laughs> fuck around with this. It's like the fourth time this shit has gone off since we got on it's the road. It's <laughs> unbelievable. It sucks. Like they really are. Like you fucking, you're not gonna drink a draft, motherfucker. No. I don't so if you blew into it and the shit was like. You hit me drinking Jack, like, with the car shut off? Yeah, and that's the thing. is like, that's a little more dangerous than that's driving a, uh, drunk. That's extremely dangerous. Yeah, it's like it's going to shut off. We'll be going 70 miles an hour down the fucking interstate and nowhere to pull over it. Come on. <laughs> like, you're going to call it, like, there's just going to be, with my luck, if that ever did happen, God <laughs> forbid, I would, like, pull over to the spot where there's, like, a little ramp on it almost, and, like, I'd flip my fucking car over and kill myself probably just because of this fucking thing. This thing is awful. <laughs> I have to go to Rickwood Radio to get it uh, recalibrated every fucking month, too. For real? Yeah, it's Maybe a pain in the ass. to fix your actual radio. Yeah, that's what I, I actually <laughs> did last time I was there, and they were like, well, you know, you could get a new one for $500. Like, I just want you to fix this. Like, there's a button that's stuck. Can you just take it out and fix that and put I it back the, in? I like, the, this CD's been playing. It's on track 11 now, but there's no sound coming out. Yeah, it keeps, well, it's just turned down, but it's like, it keeps, it'll skip if you watch it. It, uh, it just skips around to different tracks in the middle of songs, and it drives me fucking nuts. Also, it does work, but it doesn't, but it does It just, work. yeah, it like, it'll change songs for you. Oh, okay. Like, it, it, it changes the station. Why don't you just turn it off? I can, yeah. I was trying to get it to work the other day, and it's just still on from that. Um, just didn't think about it. What is there to do here that we're going to... What are we going to do? I can't drink. Well, we, can, we can eat. Uh, we can go back to the house to play some video games or watch some movies or something. Yeah, I'm down with that. Um, that's about it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a city. Yeah. I mean, you're not from the fucking backwoods. Right. <laughs> I don't know why you're acting like you've never been to a city. So what do we got to do Well, I mean, here? I mean we're all, I'm just trying to get you to like, <laughs> talk about what there is to do in Nashville. I mean, you know, Nashville's great for, uh, if you like Australians, we can go downtown to Main Street. Uh, that's know, unfortunate. Um, I don't. Ever, ever, ever <laughs> since Nicole Kidman... That's her name, right? Ever since, like, oh, Nicole, you're thinking of Yahoo ever Serious. Ever since Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban got married and, you know, like, live in Nashville, like... There's nothing but boomerangs Australia and fucking... has adopted Nashville as, like, their, their... It's like the Australia of America now. There's nothing and but so, boomerangs like, and kangaroos. Most and... of the tourists you will run into on Main Street now are Australian like a motherfucker, like... 
It's always like a pack of 13 fucking Australians roaming downtown. Oh, Lord. And, um, Does Yahoo Serious live here now? <laughs> I wish. Yeah, you remember that motherfucker? Young Reckless Einstein Kelly. Einstein the business. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Young Einstein. Albert Einstein playing Chuck Berry song. Weird movie. But, um, yeah, man, there's a lot of food. We can go to cookout. Oh, yeah, they got a cookout here, man. I'll go to cookout every chance I get. Go to cookout. Um, you know, like, people always are talking about, like, hot chicken. Like, uh, yeah. Nashville is a hot chicken place. And, like, I moved here four years ago. I've honestly got, went and got hot chicken once in these last four fucking yeah, years. Yeah, I, I can get that at the only other, The only time I've ever had hot chicken was because somebody brought it to a show. Yeah. And <laughs> so it was just something we had there to eat. It's not something I'm going to seek but out. But I've never gone to get, like, I've never been like that. And it took me, I'd been living in Nashville for about five, six months before I had hot chicken. Yeah, it's not something I would seek out either. I don't care about it. We got Eugene's back in Birmingham. I'll go there if I and have a gun in my head. Bees in Birmingham. Yeah, that's like the big place in Nashville. Between there, Princes, Princes, and is, Hattie Bees is the place that people always tell you go to for a hot chicken. Um, I heard Princes is the kind of the best one. It's what I've heard. I don't know. I don't have an opinion. on I mean, it, I've heard that too. But like I said, I, I don't. I don't, don't care. Know. I don't care. It's it's kind of. It's chicken that's hot. I don't. There's not a lot you can do with it. You yeah. know, it's not like. It's kind of like pasta. Like if you like chicken alfredo, mm-hmm. there's I don't I don't know how some place could have the best chicken alfredo. You know what right. I'm saying? It's like it's all the same shit, right? Yeah, like, it's like the differences are very. Who cares? They're so small that why the fuck would you care? Like it's such a niche thing that it's like, I don't know. It's like when people are like, who makes the best hot sauce? Like. Do you do Texas Pete, Louisiana, blah, blah? It's, just, it's fucking hot sauce. Oh, no, like, who gives a shit? If you care that much about slight differences in hot sauce, <laughs> then you have something fucking wrong with you. So, people are always, like, just going crazy about, like, hot chicken and where you should go and where did you get. And I'm just like, it's fucking chicken tenders and they've got the hot shit on it. Like, I, it really I is. don't really care where we get it from. It's amazing what people uh, shit their pants over, literally. <laughs> literally, if you fuck around with the wreck of the hot chicken. Bleed out of your asshole. It leads to those hot poops. I don't like that hot poop. Yeah, and that, I don't that want, yeah, that makes I don't your wanna, asshole burn. I don't want my ass and to feel like that. You can't ice your asshole. It's, it's those, those are the poops that, like, when I take one of those hot shits... Like those are the shits that make me. I just sit over the toilet and flush it like five times, hoping to yeah. catch some some, some backsplash. Get you a bidet action going. Cause that shit is. Oh, that sucks. That was fucking miserable. I don't like hot shits. Yeah, I'm not. I gonna... had hot semen one time. Hot semen. One time, one time, like I, I ate like an entire box of Church's spicy chicken over the course of like. 14 hours I ate a whole fucking eight piece yeah and your fucking and like your jizz was hot yeah like I like <laughs> I came and it tingled holy shit I gotta try that because <laughs> I was like that's what I knew I was like yeah like that's it's true that like the things you eat affect your semen holy shit uh, I had the spice dick <laughs> it had a nice little t- I mean it felt good it didn't burn it it wasn't like when you take a hot shit the poops I was taking after that chicken were burning, but the semen it was just a nice little. It felt like I just rubbed the holes over my dick. It the was holes, nice. <laughs> some vapor rub on that shit. 
You know that actually happened to a friend of mine when he was a kid. It's one of the funniest stories I've ever heard in my life. Fucking awful. He fucking got uh it was icy hot. Oh he yeah, I've heard that. Rubbing icy hot on himself. He was like eight or something and fucking fucked around and rubbed it on Oh his man, that dick. makes me <laughs> makes me pa- want to pass out thinking about it. It fucking hurts so bad. I've never done it, but God, that's got to hurt. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can you imagine, dude? I don't want to. It's making me sweat thinking about that. <laughs> I feel sick at my stomach. Oh, man. Ooh, that'll put a little tingle in your dingle. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, fuck. You know, the the only thing I did like that when I was as a kid that was weird was like, you know how like when you're, when you're like in elementary school, like you want to be a man, like you want to be older, you want to like grow up. And so I like, I wanted like pubes and shit like so bad that like I remember. <laughs> that was my dream. Like the- honest to God for like two weeks when I was like nine years old. No, no, this was, this was middle school. Like right in the age when guys first started to hit puberty, mm. and when you haven't hit the puberty yet, you're like, I gotta, I gotta hit it, man. I want to be grown. Right. And so when I was like 11, I was in the sixth grade. I spent a week, like every night when I went to bed, I would take my mom's hair growth grease and mm. rub it under my pits, <laughs> under on my top lip, and on my fucking dick and balls did it work at all and my chest <laughs> tried to get like man hair yeah it didn't work i didn't know i oh, didn't know damn. it didn't work like that i tried that with rogaine <laughs> with uh with my face <laughs> it worked a little you a beard. yeah and now i just grow a meth head beard <laughs> like i'm just unfortunately one of those people when i grow my facial hair out it's just not, it doesn't look good it, i do not look good with it it's very awful I grew a goatee once, like the fucking mustache and the fucking goatee. I was like, somebody wants to look like Johnny Depp, but doesn't. <laughs> I like, I even look worse than Johnny Depp now. If, they, if you thought that was possible, the Depp looks bad. He looks. He's going through. I a think lot. all this, all this shit with his ex-wife. Yeah, he's, and his finances. He's fucking, it's taking a toll on him, man. He really, looks like a fucking meth head. He and showed up at a, of his facial hair. And he showed up at a uh, uh, Comic Con panel that she was on. <laughs> like in, that, in his costume. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I mean, if he did that shit to her, I mean, that's bad, obviously. But horrific. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird. I saw Doug Stanhope came to his defense. Um, I don't know. I mean, how can he really know though? <laughs> like he, he can't. I mean, it's Doug Stanhope. He's like, yeah, he's like <laughs> friends with him, you know. And uh, you know, not, Doug Stanhope's one of my favorite comedians, but I mean, I don't see eye to eye with him. I saw everything. something the other day about Stanhope said he was he's retiring. Oh, Did man. you see that? Is it true? Uh, it doesn't seem like it, but I didn't see that either. Uh, I think, he, and I, I really mean this. Like he's. He's one of those comedians that every special he puts out, it's it's good, you know. Uh, his books are good. He's a good writer. I think. I mean, if he quit stand up and just wrote books, I'd be fine with that. He's, he's uh, yeah. I've, I've I've got a book about just comedians talking about stuff that's happened to them on the road. God. And that's... one of the best stories in it is about Doug Stanhope and his friend uh, get the blowjob from this the uh, transgender. 
yeah, prostitute he, in L.A. or something. The in like one in the, the Jeep? 80s, yeah. The, the wallet. They thought they the, stole the wallet. That's one of the funniest stories I've ever read in my life. Yeah, him and Matt Becker. He's got a lot of stories about <laughs> him and Matt Becker. <laughs> uh, that's how I know that guy's name. He's like, yeah, Becker. And it's like, yeah, this is going to be a good story. Does he have a podcast? Stand up? Yeah. It's just uh, him and this guy, uh, Chad Shank, and... Just whoever wants to come out there. It's just them doing what we're doing now. <laughs> and he gets drunk and rambles. <laughs> it's good sometimes, you know. It's not always gold. Yeah, yeah. I've read uh, one of Stan Hope's books. Was it the Digging Up Mother one, or or this is not fame? It's one. There's one. It's no. just road stories. It was a, It was another one, but it was good. Yeah, he's he's got my favorite one's the one called Digging Up Mother, where it's. Every chapter is just it's it's about him, but like his mom, his connection to his mom. Right. Like she like moved to L.A. with him when he was on the Man Show, and like she's always been in his life. So it's like just about him, but how she was there too. And it's it's really it's interesting. One they had of the an interesting better, relationship. the best comedians uh, autobiography I've ever read is uh, "Too Fat to Fish" by Artie Lang. Ah oh, man, he that's the thing with him is his stand up. I'm not crazy that's about, a great but he's fucking book. He is a fantastic storyteller, though. He has had a very interesting life. Extremely interesting. Um, right. he he's he he he's one of those people who's like he's been so hard on his body and his health that he just kind of like is like, well, if I die, I'm gonna die, but I'm gonna do. Shit that makes me feel good while I do it. Yeah. He has kind of no fear, and it's yeah. Art went off the deep end like he's, a decade ago. Yeah, he's back to not doing very well. I heard he he snorted something with glass in it, and it fucked his nose. Yeah, up. you see that picture of him yeah. with his fucking swole nose. Yeah, it's crazy. He was on this show. I won't even say the fucking name of it because I watch it on a spite. But uh, he's. <laughs> It's got a guy whose name rhymes with Pete Holmes on it, and <laughs> it's about his career. And Artie Lang's on it, and it was actually interesting this past season. It was uh, about Artie getting on heroin again, but he really was on heroin when they were filming. I it. think it's, I watched the first two episodes of that show. I didn't like it. It's not good. It's it's not it's, good. It's, it's like who kills at this open mic with three other comics at it every time <laughs> they go up. Oh, okay, you, I guess. All right, find that. Just something about him rubs me the wrong way. But I really like that the Greek guy fucking his wife, though. Yeah, that that's was, the one funny thing. That was funny. The girl, the uh, Lauren Lapkus, his wife on the show is funny as shit. She's she's. Now, every- if you want to watch a show about comedians, that's great. Fucking, I'm dying up here See, on Showtime. That's what I've heard. I was. I cannot get enough of that show. Man. I was apprehensive at first, but there's a lot of talented people on it. That's like, a damn good show. Oh, John Daly's on it. That's I'll, a great story of fucking the '60s and '70s, that the original comedy boom, that when it first started to become big business. That's a good fucking show, man. Yeah, well, that, that, I've been sold on it, I think. Have you watched Sacha Baron Cohen's show at all? The new one? This yeah. is America? Yeah. Oh, who is America? Who is America? Oh, God, it's amazing. I didn't watch the new episode. I saw the first one when he uh, it's amazing. makes the video about kids. It's, oh, my God. Getting kids to guns in schools for kids. For fucking kindergartners. Yeah. That show is so fucking... Oh, God. I'll never sleep on anything he does. Uh, uh, some of his stuff doesn't age well, but, I mean, he's got balls, <laughs> dude. That guy does some crazy that shit. That guy's great. He, he might um, be the greatest character actor ever, just yeah. just in terms of... The shit he it gets. It takes a lot 
Yeah. To it, not corpse a scene. Yeah. And like the stuff he's doing, his satire is is not only is it biting, not only is it super smart, but it takes some real talent to be able to stay in character for the shit he does. Break, yeah, because that shit he's doing, it's insane. Yeah, he does some but crazy it's fucking so shit. So fucking awesome, dude, and it's bold as fuck. How do you sit down in the room with Dick Cheney, making dick and torture jokes, and get him to fucking sign out a? Jug that you like, claimed to waterboard somebody oh with. God. He's like, like I've never signed. I've never signed a waterboard dude. before. It's like you're a fucking monster. It just it just goes to show like how far these people are willing to go when they think nobody's watching. Right like, when they think, oh, this you're only gonna you're only gonna show this is a video for Israel. Yeah. Oh, nobody in America's gonna see it. Yeah, I'll yell the fucking n word and show my ass cheeks like. Yeah. What the fuck? It's like, why would you believe that? First of all, <laughs> like, like, wait, why would you, why would it be okay with you that that's gonna? It's only gonna be shown that like to anybody. Like the it's internet like, exists. Yeah, it's like you think this isn't gonna start. Now it's on Showtime. Yeah, and it's like if you you don't want your constituents to see you like that, but you're willing to let somebody film it and just show it in Pakistan. Like they don't have the internet there. Like that's so <laughs> weird to me. It's funny how many people are sweating fucking bullets about their episode that hasn't yeah. come on yet. Like they're like this motherfucker. And that's how you know <laughs> they know how fucked up the shit they were doing was. It's it's like the it's the equivalent of a sex tape mm-hmm. or like a crime tape. And it's just like the fact that you're willing to do this on tape to be shown at all makes you stupid as fuck already. But for you to think it's okay cuz it's going to be overseas and not in America, it's like this is what how much shit do you see from overseas every day? Right. Like this isn't the age where you could do that. This isn't some commercial for some candy in Japan from 1991. Right. Where you can be fucking, you know, some fucking big time actor here. You could be Tom Cruise. It's just like, I can't do no fucking Kit Kat commercial. People go think I've fallen off. You're like, okay, but how about you just film a commercial for the Kit Kat in Saudi Arabia? Like, yeah, I'd do that. That'll never be on American TV. Yeah, it's like you're a moron. <laughs> Like if you like th- those things are hilarious. Like you can go on YouTube now and just like watch videos from the '90s from where our stars were doing. Like there's a Toyota Supra commercial from Japan from like 1989 that Eddie Murphy did. Oh wow, I need to see that. It's fucking insane. Eddie Murphy's coming back, man. Fucking Dolomite. We've been hearing that forever. He's got the Dolomite movie that's in production. Yeah, but that's a biopic, man. When is he gonna do stand up again? Yeah, because man, when he was on, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Jimmy, uh, not Jimmy Fallon, but Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel. Man, his shit about Cosby was so fucking funny, dude. He's still funny. Like that. You realize Eddie Murphy walking away from stand up is one of the greatest mysteries. It's not just entertainment, just in the history of the world. Like, it's, that's right up there with where the fuck is Jimmy Hoffa's body? Like, it's weird. Like, Eddie Murphy was the biggest stand-up to ever live. Like, you could talk about whether or not, you could debate whether or not he was the greatest ever. Yeah, people. Biggest. There's nothing wrong with talking about that, but... Biggest. He was uh, the biggest comedian to ever walk the face of this planet. Mm-hmm. And... He you realize Eddie Murphy only did two fucking specials? Yeah, it's like odd. he was he did come out in the age of the album. He's got like a lot of albums, but Eddie Murphy did two specials. 
was the first one to take one to the fucking movie theater. And then, he, you know, he had already been doing movies, but he just strictly became an actor. And it's just like, why the fuck did he stop doing stand-up? Like, yes. he didn't just stop doing specials. He didn't have a big, this is my last ride tour. It just seems like overnight, yeah, Eddie Murphy stopped being a stand-up comedian, and nobody knows why. I think it's just he, I guess, just wasn't feeling it anymore, and it's just like he liked the, doing the acting shit better, like writing com- like comedy movies and stuff better. But you still have to say something. Yeah, it's, like, like, yeah, it's weird. Like, nobody, nobody retires from anything else and just goes away like that. Yeah, it's odd. Like, people were like, yeah, Eddie Murphy, okay, he just did a couple shows. He did a tour, this and that. All right, he's doing some movies now. He's back on the movie scene. Like, that happens all year. Mm-hmm. People do stand-up, and then people take a three-month break to do two, three movies. Yeah. But, like, Eddie Murphy never came back from that two, three-month break, and there's no story behind what happened. It's there was so- no announcement that he's quitting. And to this day, he has not done stand-up. When I even open mic, like, there's no footage. There's no talks. It sucks because he was... And apparently he still writes jokes, like, all the time. He's he's writes material, like, every day because like, he still loves that. He's still a stand-up. It sucks because he... But he does he, not perform at all. And I just want to know wh- why. Like, what... What's the point of the fucking Great Pyramids and Giza? And what the fuck happened to Jimmy Hoffa's body? And what happened to Eddie Murphy? Why the fuck does Eddie Murphy do stand up anymore? Yeah, it's it's I don't know. I don't, it's sad because I don't think he ever will again. But I don't know, man. I just love to see one tight five. I would too, man. It was it was disappointing when he came back for the SNL. Uh, 40. Well, just came out and did that fucking speech. Yeah, he didn't give a fuck about being there either. And like, it's like, dude, let the David Spade thing go. Like, it's, it was such a harmless joke and it's been fucking over, tw- it's been 25 years almost, man. Like, that's part of show business, man. You get, Saturday Night Live, you're going to get made fun of. Nobody's safe. Like, it's just going to happen. I mean, he really, he really should have done that. Bill Cosby thing that Keenan did. He really should. Which was, I mean, which was what he was supposed to do, but like, how awesome would that have been to see Eddie Murphy come in a fucking out there? SNL sketch? Yeah, man. Like, I want him back. Even just, I just want him to do a great comedy movie again, too. Like, what the fuck is up with that? Like, I understand that he put out a couple things that bombed, and I mean, that happens, but where's, when is he going to do another life? Yeah, that was fucking. Where's the fucking greatness, man? Like, I don't know. I want him it's, back so bad. Can't can't go out with Norbit, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, can't can't leave that. He's doing all these serious movies, and I've got nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. He's got the talent. I, I love it, but I want to see some funny Eddie Murphy. But you're again. a comedy god, man. He like, seems like the he one has more some, movement, one more fucking stand-up special. I mean, I don't know. Like part of him, it does. Netflix like, would give him two hundred fifty million dollars. They would. He'd fucking, He'd do fucking, it fucking thirty minutes. He could fucking yeah, <laughs> man. It, he honestly, he's still you know funny sometimes because he was funny on Kill, but he does seem like he doesn't have light in his eyes anymore. Almost, he seems like he's very uh, something's on his fucking mind, and it's weird. I don't know what it is. Like something happened to that motherfucker. 
I don't know what it is. Something happened to him, and it's like, it's a mystery. Something bad happened to him that has to do with show business. Like, he, he, he has no, like, hope left in his eyes. It's kind of like Sandler, almost. Sandler looks... Like he, the light in his eyes is gone. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. look happy, man. He comes out on fucking Conan and goddamn sweatpants and shit. Like he's never like he's just like he's depressed as fuck. I think I mean it could have a lot to do with this, very this years of getting railed by fucking critics and him just doing something that he genuinely thinks is funny. It's got to you know that's got to take a toll on you too. He I th- I, th- I think that's what. Has happened to. I think that's what happened to Sandler. I think. Yeah, he's just. I he think gets the, it the thing that happens to him is that he's he never can't. His audience has evolved, and they kind of left him in the dust. Well, it's not that they left him; is that he left the audience. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the people who like the Adam Sandler shit, they grew up mm-hmm. to like the Seth Rogen shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The Judd Apatow shit. Yeah. It was a more evolved version. Uh-huh. And, and Adam Sandler, he didn't grow up. Yeah. Like, all his shit is still that goofy-ass mm-hmm. shit for 15-year-olds. Yes. But those 15-year-olds are fucking 30 now. They yeah. need a more adult version of the yes. goofy shit. And, like, Sandler can't do that. He really can't. He cannot do this. Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore were lighting in a bottle. Like, you can't redo that. And he's that. still, and like, he goes to make a movie, and he's still trying to make that. And, and it's you just can like, s- your audience, the people who love that shit, some of those motherfuckers are in their 50s now, man. Like, they can't, you can't they're uh, not into that. They don't want to see you, you're fucking 57. They don't want to see you yes. In a fucking romantic comedy where you're a fucking bachelor who just won't let one night stands go. Yeah. Like you're fucking using Viagra now. You're not just hitting the fucking clubs no. and having one night stands. You can't make movies like that anymore. No, he. Uh, <laughs> I think he should do what all has been working for him when he does get uh, a good, a, like a good thing going. Is like he did the Myrowitz stories with Noah Baumbach and like Paul Thomas Anderson and Punch Drunk Love. I think he should like pick these scripts that are definitely being thrown at him by some people and take them like if Paul Thomas Anderson gets him another one I'd like to see something with him again you know like that's my favorite fucking director currently making shit and I would like to see another Adam Sandler like good serious movie I mean he's good in those I mean that movie uh, Rain on Me yeah I love that fucking movie isn't he autistic in that or something? No, he's just uh, his. Uh, that's the one where his, his family got killed in nine eleven or uh, some shit. Okay, and he can't like. And he just can't get over it. Yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's. Um, I mean, Don Cheadle. Yeah, but that's a damn good movie. Punch Drunk Love and all that is good, but I think Adam Adam Sandler's got to. Like he doesn't have to grow up. I think that's the thing that he doesn't understand, is that. He's it. It appears that because, like you said, he was on the show in fucking sweatpants and shit, and it's like that's that's something Justin Bieber's supposed to do. Yeah, because he's fifteen and doesn't know any better. Yeah, this just you know looks like saying? you're depressed and like don't you care. can't just be fucking almost a sixty year old man. Yeah, you should like put some jeans on. And you're just least. wearing fucking sweatpants it, and some dirty t-shirt. Like, it's like hey you, man, I'm staying true to myself. It's like, listen, I understand that you have a man child complex or let. I don't even know. I don't want to say complex in a negative way, but it's like if this is 
you're not a dude who likes Armani suits. There's nothing wrong with that. Just, and you're a dude that likes to have fun. There's nothing wrong with that. But you shouldn't be parallel to a fucking 12-year-old. Right. I, I don't even think it's that, really. I think that he's depressed and doesn't want to throw clothes on. I think he just rolls around in that shit all day. Cause he, well, I mean, he's been he's done that his whole life, though. He's always dressed like that. Yeah. In the pictures where he used to be smiling, he was wearing fucking sweatpants and yeah. a T-shirt. But, I mean, I understand what you're saying. He does seem... It's like he's depressed. Part. It's and like I, not, and I think it's because it, he thinks that you know he's lost it. And it's like you haven't lost it; you just haven't evolved. Everybody, mm-hmm. like all the people who loved your movies, they haven't grown up and matured in the, in a sense of like they're all buttoned up now. It's just that their tastes are more refined, and like I said, yeah. that's why those people gravitated to Judd Apatow and that type of shit. And and Adam Sandler just can't. He's a fucking goofball. He hasn't grown out of it at he's all. Like, he's like Rob Schneider. Like, yeah. Schneider does stand-up. Because, you know, the shit he did in the movies, it's over with. Yeah. And if you can't do anything else, then you got to find something else to do. And Adam Sandler, I mean, I've heard about him dropping in on shows and shit mm-hmm. in the last couple years. He filmed a special recently. But uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. He doesn't seem to want to just be stand-up. Paul Thomas Anderson uh, executive produced a new special that he recorded for Netflix, apparently. But it hasn't surfaced yet. I don't know. Uh, maybe he scrapped it. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, because uh, I know he was doing a, a, a run of shows at this place called Dynasty Top Rider in L.A. And, man, I mean, maybe he saw it and was just like, yeah, I'd rather lose money on this than to put this out. Yeah, because, I mean, every, everything I hear about those shows that he does is that he's not funny, but... You know, it's Adam Sandler, so yeah, he, he seems very much. That. He can get by on his name. He seems very much when I've seen him do like stand up, e top shit too. It's like like lately, it's like he's very much like an open micer that's like, "Yeah, this sucks. I'm sorry. I'm fucking bad now." <laughs> like it's like all him apologizing for his jokes. Yeah, man. I, uh, I want him to come back. Let's get him. You know what? He, him, and Eddie Murphy should put their fucking brains together. And make a good fucking movie. That'd be amazing. If anything, if you just could to get, be... If you could get proper Sandler and proper Murphy to do a movie, it would be... Fucking amazing. It would be like the first fucking comedy that would make Marvel money. Yeah, that would be awesome. Like, they could have like $200 million in two weeks. Yeah. If they could actually get their shit together and do it and not bullshit like they've been doing. I agree. Watching the fucking that thousand words bullshit. Yeah, yeah. He's got that that contract with Netflix too, where he's putting out movies with them. Uh, oh. The worst movies ever made. Yeah, there's not there's not a good one in the bunch. The, the closest. I will say this: there was one that was almost good. I like the 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 idea for the script was good. Uh, if it got punched up by somebody, what, the do over the do. Yeah, that's the one. That one was a good idea. Uh, yeah, I watched like the first thirty. 30 minutes of the episode and I was like I can't take it anymore I did like the idea was funny I thought the idea was funny where David Spade's like works at a bank in a grocery store that shit did make me laugh uh, but you know it's just you can't hour and a half of that you can't do like if somebody punched that up if they got like some of the best comedy writers out now to punch that shit up like Kyle Mooney or fucking Beck Bennett or somebody yeah, uh SNL's got a fire fucking lineup for them to be putting up trash for the most part too. Like they got, they got good people on there now. Like, 
I'm wondering what's up with this Pete Davidson dude, man. <laughs> like, have you did you see that picture with him and Machine Gun Kelly? Yeah, can we uh, let's take a smoke break and come back to yeah. Pete Davidson? Because this, yeah, I got some opinions. I've got some fucking. I'm opinions. excited about. That. I was gonna end it, but we do gotta talk about this. We'll be right back. All right, yeah, Pete Davidson though. What's uh, what's going on P-D-D. with this kid? Yeah, I, I would have been surprised, or I was surprised to find out he was added to SNL in the first place. I thought he was kind of going to be like one of those future players that uh, is on there for half a season and they get rid of because he's just a stand-up, really. Well, you met him, right? Yeah, what? I met him at Westside Comedy Theater. He did a show I was on, and uh, he's nice, nice as hell. He was like the only TV credit he had that was like he was on God Code on MTV. He was really nice and like very humble. Uh, young, fresh Pete Davidson. Yeah, he was very young. Uh and I mean, I thought he was funny. He had a good set. Uh, you know, he's got some. He's got some good shit. You know, he, his dad was a firefighter and like lost his life in nine eleven. He he does these jokes about it that are really really good actually. And yeah. uh, uh, it's just weird. I don't know like what's. I think he's. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this guy now though. He's posted this crazy picture of him and Machine Gun Kelly smoking a blunt with each other. What is his new tattoo? What What are your thoughts? I. I get this very strong vibe that him and Ariana Grande are going to kill themselves in some sort of love ritual. Yeah, like man. This, 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 the way their relationship goes, it just has a very Sid and Nancy. It's very toxic, it seems very, like. Very Romeo and Juliet suicidal type vibe. Like, they're... Like, I have no problem with the love. I have no problem with the PDA. But the way they're going about it, it just seems, it seems real intense in a bad toxic. way. It doesn't seem healthy. It, seem, and, you it know, seems like they're going to kill themselves together, man. They're going to Thelma and Louise it over a fucking cliff yeah, in a Chevy Bel Air convertible. <laughs> it seems to me... <laughs> It seems to me like you know he 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 uh, he jokes about it a lot too. He just like seems like he's out of her league and all this stuff and uh, jokes about dudes seeing him on the street and being like, "I got hope now for myself, man," and like shit like that. And uh, she seems like somebody that'll just kind of be over him soon. And like he ain't gonna be able to take that, especially like you know at that level, she, who she is. The way they're going about it, man. I'm telling you, if they break up, they're, they're both they're both gonna kill themselves yeah. over the other one. It's. It's very weird. It's that makes a, me it get a very weird vibe about their relationship, and I'm glad that they seem to have found someone that they can be in love with. But the way they're going about it is very creepy. Yeah, Any, anybody dating Ariana Grande is creepy to me because she looks like a baby. Yeah, she's. And, uh, yeah, it's it seems like it seems very Lolita ish. Like, <laughs> like everything about Ariana Grande. Childlike. Yes, like she looks like she's 12. It's very odd. And so to see like a grown man with her, it gives me the creeps. Just to see her period gives me the creeps. And she's a she's a very talented woman and, and she's a she's a beautiful woman and she has a great voice and all that, but um one of the comedians in Nashville, uh, Michael Wyman she once described her i think it was on twitter a couple weeks ago she was like ariana grande dresses like a sexy baby <laughs> and i was like that's that's the most spot on yeah it's odd that's the most spot on comment of something that i've ever seen in my life because she does like she just odd. looks like 
a very coosed up fucking 12 year old yes it's and it creeps me the fuck out and so to see pete davidson like making out with her it's just like this is it's, you don't feel weird? <laughs> it's weird because, like, celebrity gossip in relationships is something that I don't typically even care or talk about. But I don't know what it is if it's something personal with me. But, it, like, this one just, like, makes me sad for some reason. <laughs> and I, I don't know why. Like, it shouldn't. Pete Davidson appears to be losing his fucking mind. He looks like, like he's going crazy. He's going crazy sad. over this girl. He's bleached his hair like Eminem. And he's like got he's this getting these tattoos awful, awful tattoos. And it's walking like, around looking like a bomb and sad. He already he he already looked like a sad frog in the first place. Yeah, and like he's <laughs> like he's now, got some baggage with him too. Like yeah, I like mean, all this all this shit. Like all this the only positive thing he appears to have going for him is being with that girl. Because outside of like them talking about how much they love each other. Pete Davidson very much looks like he's uh, suicidal every time you see him. He looks very... Uh, Those pictures with him and Machine Gun Kelly. He does look He looks happy. like a kid that just fell in with the wrong crowd. He really... Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. I get this vibe. It's like this this kid that was like doing very well for himself. It seems, you know, he was a, from, you know, like I only met him once. He seemed like a very... Had a good head on his shoulders and was... Uh, despite what you think about his comedy, like seemed like he's got something you know he's he's doing good for himself and like yeah. is doing it the right way that and this seems like it's bleached. just he's derailed smoking weed he's covered in tattoos he's derailed he you looks know. like a rapper now yeah that fucking tattoo on his chest i hope it's fake it yeah looks, it says but it says jokes. jokes come and go but swag is forever and that just screams uh 13 year old cutter yeah it's and it's also weird it's, He's like a fucking um, that tattoo, a juggler without the makeup now. <laughs> yeah, that tattoo is forever too. Also, <laughs> that's you have that on. You're gonna be. He's gonna be an old man with that tattoo. This this swag is forever. <laughs> Picture that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think maybe that's what it is. It like that makes me feel bad, and I do feel bad for him. It seems like all this is gonna end his snl run too like it seems like this is gonna affect his work there because yeah. I, I just hope he's he's doing an andy kaufman-esque thing right now yeah because i mean because if he's not then somebody needs to talk to that kid <laughs> well it's also it's it can't feel good that you know your peers like other comics are ragging on them now too it's like that's not i mean i'll uh i'll you know like I get it. Like, it's stupid. It's stupid what he's doing. The tattoo's dumb and it's corny. <laughs> but, like, either way you look at it, like, that can't feel good. That's not going to affect him positively. I'm not saying don't yeah, do it. it. We're doing it. I mean, he's not – he's he's almost like a, a YouTube star. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's almost, like, famous for nothing. Like, he's famous because he does comedy, but he's not popular. No, no. In, in, that, in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like – Nobody has a favorite Pete Davidson joke. Nobody goes crazy about Pete Davidson special. He's not one of the stars of SNL, but he's on I, there. He's he's, uh, he's on his way up with that though, because I went out of curiosity and like looked up some of his clips yesterday, actually, and like the comments on him are overwhelmingly positive about. They're like, man, this is this dude's like the fucking next, you know, so and so, and so I mean, there are 
small groups, but like you know, like I know what you're saying though. Like I don't, I don't know, but like it's Ariana, like the thing he's been in the news for the most in his entire Ariana Grande is because he met Ariana Grande on a Tuesday that they got engaged and got another names tattooed on their genitals on the Wednesday. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's weird, man. It's. Makes but me I feel hope bad. I hope everything is actually okay with. I do Davidson. too. I sincerely hope so. I mean, um, I just yeah, women, you know, like relationships. Period with anybody. I'll fucking. Let's not get you started on that. Yeah, I'm not gonna get started. <laughs> but I mean, it's just it's uh, that's what it is. That he's going crazy over a girl. Like he's losing his mind uh, over a relationship. <laughs> the tone of this podcast is going to take a. Very oh, we're not doing that. I'm done with turn. it. I'm done with it. <laughs> I, I know the last time I was uh, privy to your podcast on an unreleased episode. As yes, of right now, for this reason, uh, you. <laughs> Things changed when relationships came up, and the you and Nick Guyton yeah, we're started both, uh, talking about how love is dead. <laughs> it is, you know. We've 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 uh we've had our shit <laughs> we've had our shit stomped on pretty bad, <laughs> pretty damaged people. It got, got kind of sad and quiet in there for about twenty minutes. Yeah, we're we're that. we're both very damaged. <laughs> I've come to grips with it. Um. But yeah, I think now it's a good time as any to end it. This is a long one. Are you happy with it? I am very happy with it. It's been a good time. Yeah, man, we're we're not even that far from Nashville now. We're under an hour, I think, probably. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, this was fun, man. We're gonna have to have you back on. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll we can crank it back up. We can crank it back next up. Time. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> well, thanks for doing it, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs>